0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else.
1: Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. I guess we'll start off with the sad news this week. Yeah. Um... WWE, former WWE wrestler Draws. Uh,
0: Darren Drozdolf.
1: Uh Passed away at 54 years old. Uh, he had previously had suffered a career-ending injury he in a match bad. with D'Lo. Uh, fra- two fractured vertebrae. Uh, and that was back, I think, in 99, if I remember yeah. correctly. So, sad to hear about his passing.
0: Yep. Um, it's one of those that's like, it's shocking that he lived as long as he did, mm-hmm. all things considered. But uh, you know, hate to hear that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Our condolences out to the friends and family. Yeah. Uh we're down to the only living member of Legion of Doom being hiding right now. <sighs> and I guess maybe Paul Ellering, if you want to count him. Yeah.
1: I count Ellering more than I count yeah. Heidenreich. Like, well, I understand, well, but... <laughs> Heidenreich
0: was a wrestler in Legion of Doom, and Ellering was a... Heidenreich was a wrestler in WWE's version of Legion of Doom. Yeah, but he wore the shoulder pads. Yeah. So, yeah, sad moment for that. Yeah. Um,
1: like you said, our condolences to Draws' family and friends and
0: loved ones and... Uh well you know we're recording this Fourth of July weekend it is uh, happy birthday Merca happy birthday Merca <laughs> uh so what are we drinking to celebrate the Fourth of July weekend Budweiser
1: well, or something I figured I'd get a Scotch no um <laughs> <laughs> no this week we're drinking Maker's Mark uh, you should
0: have you should have brought like a British something <laughs> yeah
1: some a London Dry Gin <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> All right, so this week we are drinking Maker's Mark. Uh, this is Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, this is distilled, aged, and bottled by the Maker's Mark Distillery in Star Hill Farm, Loretto, Kentucky, USA. Uh, it is forty five percent alcohol by volume, which makes it a ninety proof whiskey. It's one of the OGs. Uh, yeah, this is this is one that you see a lot of. We've had some Maker's Mark on here before, but that was the Maker's Mark forty six. Mm-hmm. This is just your standard Maker's Mark. The cool thing with Maker's Mark that makes every bottle recognizable as Maker's Mark is they hand-dip them yeah. into red wax.
0: I uh, When I was younger, I thought Maker's Mark was truly top-shelf whiskey <laughs> because of the, the wax-dipped neck.
1: As we took the wax, wax off today... I was disheartened to see that it is a screw top bottle. You,
0: I think it used to be a cork at one time, but yeah.
1: And I'm sure that they went to screw top cause it's cheaper. Cheaper,
0: um, But yeah, I always thought maker's Mark was an expensive whiskey uh, until I got to the point of where I was, you know, able to buy it and all. And I'm like, this is only like a couple bucks more than Jack. Yeah. So, and then you get to see things that are like, oh, that bottle's $145. Oh, Oh, that bottle's $250. That bottle's
1: $250. Oh, that
0: bottle's $3,000, you know. On the
1: secondary market. Yeah. Which is the only place you can find some bottles of whiskey. Mm -hmm.
0: There's one, uh, I forget the name of it. A buddy of mine's got one. It was like a $50 bottle of whiskey when it came out, but it was a very short run. Like 5,000 type bottles made, that type of thing. Bottles ridiculous now. Just because it's, you can't get it. So. Shall we try the Maker's Mark? I buy whiskey to drink it, right. not to save it. Not to look at it. I buy <laughs> I buy collectibles to collect. I buy whiskey to yep. drink. Cheers. Cheers. Exactly what you'd expect from Maker's Mark. Yeah. It's a very good whiskey. Very solid. Very solid. Um, it is... Got a very smooth feel. Uh it's got that that good whiskey burn. Yeah. But it's not overpowering. And it's not overpowering
1: burn. It's a very good burn. It's um lots of vanilla.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's a real it's got a real sweet Yeah hit to it. Um I've always liked Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark is great. It like you could
1: mix this with Coke or any whatever Flavor of soda you want, and you'd be happy.
0: It, it is an all-purpose whiskey. Like, you can sip it. Maker's Mark is something you can sit down and sip. You can put it on an ice cube. Mm-hmm. You can mix it with a Coke or a root beer or, or you know, a Dr. Pepper or whatever you want to mix it with. makes it killer old-fashioned. Yeah. Um, it's just an all-around good general-purpose whiskey. You know, it's not that one that's, like, so strong I guess, no, no, I don't want to be strong. It's not one of those that's so rough that you have to mix it with something. And it's not one of those that if you mix it with something, people are going to look at you and go, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And even with it being 90 proof, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not a bad burn. It's just a, yeah. Yeah. I can drink this.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm a fan. Yeah.
1: So we've drank some whiskey. Yes. We have sent our condolences out.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: what's happening in wrestling right
0: now? So we did miss last week, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons being, I went to a house show. A house show? Yeah, we had a house show down here in Mobile. That uh, me and some friends went to. Um, it was really good. Like, like I want to talk about that first. Then we'll go into the fact that you know, Forbidden Door was last week. Yeah. and Money in the Bank was this week. Um, so there Mobile at the convention center, we get in there, we got sat down, had really good seats for it. Um, the show overall was really good. Mm-hmm. The one drawback that I have, that's very odd. Like the last show that I went to, I remember they had the ring mic. Mm-hmm. So you could hear the bumps. You could hear the, hear all that kind of stuff. They didn't have the ring mic'd. Hmm. So we were sitting far enough back that when people were taking bumps and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you could barely hear anything. So it was kind of weird. It was watching Wrestling on Mute. Of course, <laughs> and since it's a house show, no commentary or anything like that going on. Yeah. Um, some of the highlights, I would say, uh, L.A. Knight had a match versus Santos Escobar. Uh, when I'm sorry, who? L.A. Knight. Yeah, yeah. Let me talk to you. <laughs> he cut a promo beforehand. Um, it was a very tweener promo. You know, he, uh, he said he got where he is by himself, but he didn't run down the audience about it. And he didn't run down any of his opponents about it. Um, you know, he, he acknowledged the audience cheering and shouting, yeah, and things like that. Um, He's a heel, remember? Like he's he's booked kayfabe as a heel. The kids that were sitting around us were cheering for La Knight, Uh, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but but La Knight is
1: one of the most over people in professional wrestling right now.
0: Yeah, like Santos Escobar comes out and he's supposed to be the face, right? Mm -hmm. And he he cuts a face promo. LA Knight worked heel. Like there was a part during the match where he rolls out of the ring, grabs a microphone and says, "You know what? Forget this. I'll see you at Money in the Bank." And goes yeah. up the heel up the ramp and Santos goes and grabs him and brings him back to the ring, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Santos picks up the win. But everybody was cheering for LA Knight. Yeah. Santos was not getting cheered. He was getting a little smattering of cheers and mostly boos, which is not great when you're supposed to be the face, the next generation of LWO, well, and, all that kind of stuff. And we'll talk more about that when we get to the
1: show, but the, because he was in the Money in the Bank letter match, mm-hmm. and you know what, screw it, I'll say it now, Shinsuke Nakamura got booed Yeah, when he was fighting L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is over. And they they haven't pulled the face turn yet. Right. Yet. It's yet. coming. It's coming.
0: Um, some of the other pops, we had uh, Ronda and Shayna versus Raquel and Shotzi. Or no, uh, Raquel and Liv. Mm-hmm. That was the opening match, and it was really good. Uh, Shotzi versus Asuka was fun.
1: Who won uh, in the tag women's Shana match? Shayna
0: and... Uh, Okay. Shannon and Rhonda. Okay. Um, the there was a four way, a uh, fatal four way tag match for the titles. Uh, KO and Sammy, <sighs> Sheamus and Butch, Street Profits and Pretty Deadly. Um, that was a very fun match. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that ring was over. In the way they should be over. Right. So yeah. of course when Kevin and Sammy came out, the, the whole place erupted. Um the Street Profits got a huge pop. Seamus got a pop, because but let's be real here. Seamus is a is a working legend. Right. Yeah. You know, Seamus is Seamus is up either is already or is super close to that Rey Mysterio. It's Seamus. I'm gonna cheer for him no matter what. Yeah. And Pretty Deadly
1: got. Heat. Well, we're in Mobile, Alabama. Exactly, and like, they like, are pretty deadly.
0: We were sitting there and, and discussing the fact that they are they are two brave gentlemen <laughs> for doing their shtick in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, uh, you know, there's tradition. This match had your your traditional house show moments, right? Like, there's a part where one of the Pretty Deadly guys climbs up the uh, turnbuckle, you know, poses and crowd, of course, all boos. Then Montez does it, everybody cheers. Butch does it, everybody cheers. Sammy does it, everybody is nuts. <laughs> the other pretty deadly guy does, everybody boos. Dawkins does, everybody cheers. You know, And it goes around, and goes to Kevin Owens. Kevin climbs up, cheers, he steps back down. He climbs back up again, everybody cheers, he steps back down. He points at the pretty deadly guy and, you know, motions for him to climb up. He climbs up. Everybody boos. He gets down. Kevin Owens climbs up. Everybody cheers. Then Owens walks into the middle of the ring, grabs the ref, and goes and gets the ref to climb the turnbuckle. Everybody cheers for the ref. Pretty deadly guy gets back up. Everybody boos. Owens goes over and grabs a mic and says, See, it's just what I thought. You just suck. (laughs) And everybody, yeah, you know, cheers about it. Um, There's a dance competition in the middle of the ring. Uh, It Starts off with one of the pretty deadly guys in Montez. Then Sammy comes in and, like, half twerks at Montez, who, like, falls back into the ropes, like, oh, my God, what just happened? (laughs) Um, KO finally gets tagged. Like, this whole time this dance thing's going on, Sheamus is standing over in the corner just, like, completely uninterested. And Kevin Owens is standing in the corner with his head in his hand. Just like, oh, what?
1: Honestly, the more I'm thinking about it, a Montez-Kevin Owens feud yeah. would it,
0: be it would amazing. Be and and this is where I sent a message to our group and said, Kevin Owens is the main character of wrestling. Mm-hmm. He is the, the audience stand-in. Because <laughs> here is Kevin standing in the corner just disgusted at everything that's going on. Yeah. Sammy finally tags him in and is like, it's your turn. Kevin's like, I am not doing that. Come on. Everybody's cheering, you know. So, KO gets out, goes out in the center of the ring and it's the, other, the pretty deadly guy there and the de- pretty deadly guy does something and Kevin Owens just looks at him and goes, and then punches him right in the face, <laughs> kicks him a few times, he rolls over, and then Kevin Owens does the worm. So... Fun match, start to finish. Of course, Kevin Owens a Sammy Wynn. Um big big worth it, right? Yeah. Um Bobby Lashley fought Baron Corbin, which looks like that's gonna be the next feud that comes up on TV after Corbin's done with a little bit of stuff in NXT. Mm -hmm. Um then the main event was Bailey versus Charlotte. Full transparency. Soon as the bell rang, we got them left. But it's it's two of the four
1: horsewomen, Bailey
0: and, and, and Charlotte. And here's the thing: I'm sure the match was fantastic. Are it's you Bailey and Charlotte? Are you anti-women in wrestling? Sure, uh, I'm Tony, Call me Tony Khan. <laughs> um, like the Liv Morgan Raquel match was phenomenal. Mm. Oscar Shotzi was really good. I don't care about Charlotte at all, yeah. especially this, we're going to book you as a face, but you're Charlotte, so you're always a heel. I, I don't like it. Mm. So we got him left. We pulled into friend's house, you know, 40-odd minutes later, 45 minutes later, and one of the friends that was at the show said, uh... Hey, we're just getting to the park. We're just getting out of the parking lot, <laughs> so
1: you guys made the right decision. Yes. as far as getting home at a decent time.
0: Yeah, and, and the tickets were forty bucks. Yeah, so you know, I'll tell you, if WWE, AEW, mm-hmm. you know, a, a bigger TNA. promotion, even TNA, yeah, if they come around close, go see a house show.
1: You don't, you know what? I, I'm not even going to limit it to a bigger promotion. Because you and I and several of our friends have had a lot of fun with local stuff. Local
0: stuff's great. Don't get me wrong. Local stuff is awesome. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the DCW shows we've been to. Um, But what I mean is, you know, I can go pay $10 and go see DCW, $15, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just about any weekend if I wanted to. Yeah. You can't do that with WWE, TNA, AEW. You know, they come around once or twice a year, maybe, unless (laughs) you live in Chicago and then you get to see AEW every other weekend. Well, that's because um, Chicago is AEW's second home, right? And as far as AEW
1: is concerned, it's concerned. It's one of two places to host a pay per view,
0: right? So, um, go see one of these house shows. A lot of times, you'll get the tickets are cheaper than going to see like a Raw or a SmackDown. You're gonna get to see a, a lot, a lot on the house show stuff. They will try out feuds. So the feuds may not be what's going on on actual television. Mm -hmm. They'll try out and see how the house show crowd reacts. And then it will come to TV. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. And like I said, they're not super expensive, you know, 40, 50 bucks, maybe for a ticket, depending on where you are. Yeah. Well worth it. Well worth it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, should we dive into what happened? We're not going to talk about this week's shows.
0: Yeah, there, there's there's not a lot to talk about. But
1: we will talk about the pay-per-view and the premium live event.
0: Yeah, so last weekend was Forbidden Door. Okay. Which, you know, uh, everybody loves. Because it's the, it's the time when we get to see AEW superstars fight uh, people that we don't know. It's the time that we get to see AEW bury New Japan. Basically, yeah. Um, And, you know... We have a guest
1: in the studio, and he's shaking his head like, yeah, I'm kind of right, I'm kind of wrong. But
0: (laughs) We've had the discussion about that, right? So, overall on this show, yeah, New Japan people lost. Uh, They either were the ones that took the pin, or uh, they were on the losing side. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of points where they didn't, Uh, mainly, uh, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. So, pre-show, we had Tom Lawler, who was supposed to fight Adam Cole. Cole got sick, Mm -hmm. couldn't make it, so instead he beat Serpentico. We had Mogul Embassy, which was Swerve, Strickland, uh, Toa Leona, Brian Cage, and Bishop Kahn. They beat... Uh, Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor, Trent Barreto, and El Desperado. We then had Athena beating Billy Starks in the first round of the women's Owen Hart tournament. Uh, Also, El Fantasmo beat Stu Grayson. And then uh, Los Inglournables de Japon beat United Empire, which was Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and TJP. So that's uh, Will Osprey's buddies. Mm -hmm. Then we move on to the main card, right? And it opens up with MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. MJF beat Tanahashi, which ordinarily I would say there's no way that happens. It was a dirty finish. You know, uh, MJF did hit him with the diamond ring to get the pin. Um, But this is an AEW pay-per-view. Yeah. So, MJF is going to win. Your AEW champion has to win. Yeah. Um. Second match was CM Punk versus Kojima. In the first round of the Owen Hart tournament, Punk wins. Apparently, uh, backstage, Punk and Kenny Omega were kept on opposite sides of the building. Yep. Uh, because we can't be adults here. We had a four-way match. For the international champion, Orange Cassidy versus Jack Sabre Jr., Shibata, and Daniel Garcia, where Orange Cassidy wins. Uh, At a point in this match, uh, Daniel Garcia was dancing by standing on top of Shibata. So, fun times. We had, this was one of the ones where a... Uh, New Japan guy ended up going over. Sonata, who is your IWGP heavyweight champion, beat Jungle Boy. Expected. Mm -hmm. At the end of this match, Jungle Boy's lost. He's going up the ramp with Hook. Jungle Boy turns on Hook. Wednesday night, he cut one of the absolute worst heel promos I think I've ever heard. Well, that's
1: because he cut... Every single type of heel
0: promo. Yeah, he went through all of them. They threw,
1: they, they threw every single type of heel against the wall so they
0: can see which one's going to stick. Yeah, and it just... it. I'm sorry. Jungle Boy, he's going to have a lot of work cut out for him to become a heel because he doesn't look like a heel. Like, this is a baby face dude. Uh, so he's gonna have to do some work to get past that that uh, that face, yeah. Uh, look, next match was uh, Hangman, Matt and Nick Jackson, Eddie Kingston, and Ishii versus uh, Blackpool Combat Club with Takeshita and Shota Umino. Uh, the Elite win- wins. So there you go, the Elite get their win. Hooray! Tony Storm beats Willow Nightingale. Okay, again, AEW champion's going to win. Will Ospreay beats Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, which I'm 100% cool with. Yeah. That's an IWGP title. Will Ospreay is a New Japan guy. So, it's better for it to be on him than on Kenny. Yeah, and I mean, they've been building...
1: New Japan has been building this storyline for a yeah. while.
0: The uh, the match itself was a... Meltzer gave it six stars. Uh, so He's he, just
1: inventing stars so he now. he
0: basically broke his star rating for this match from everything I have seen online. Because I haven't watched Forbidden Door fully. I've seen highlights. Uh, from everything I've seen online, from What Culture, Wrestle Talk, you know Steven Larson, all of those, uh, this was quite possibly the match of the year. Period. There we go. We then got Sting, Darby Allen, and Naito beating uh, Jericho, Semi Guevara, and Suzuki, and then finally the main event was Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Danielson wins uh, by tapping out Okada with out. <laughs> a broken arm.
1: Yeah. Danielson wrestled the last 10 minutes with a broken arm. Yeah. That is one insane.
0: I can't remember if it's the radius or the ulna. Uh, but it's in his the one of the two bones in the forearm was broken clean in half. I think it's the Radius, because I think it was the one on the outside. I don't remember, but it is broken clean in half. Uh, so they originally thought it was just fractured, and it was <laughs> going to be like a six to eight week recovery. Then they posted the X rays, and uh-uh. no. <laughs> that's going to be a little longer.
1: Probably has to have a rod in his arm. Like it, it, in the X ray, I saw there was some separation, and
0: yeah, it it, it did not look good. At all. So, you yeah. know, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But that was Forbidden Door. Overall, the Forbidden Door, this is the one thing I've said about the the past Forbidden Doors as well. The wrestling on the show is top-notch, as you would expect, right? I mean, you, you have the, the American, quote-unquote, pro-wrestling company versus... New Japan, which is almost all wrestling with little story. So you would expect the the matches to be great. The biggest problem I have with Forbidden Door is 90% of those matches don't matter. Just don't matter. There's no consequence to them. There's no story to them other than the two-week build, maybe three-week build. Mm Mm-hmm that you get before forbidden door you know yes the the Okada uh, Danielson match was fantastic the best part of that was the BTE uh, segment where Okada's running around backstage dressed like Nick Jackson like he walks into their dressing room he takes Nick's luggage he goes in the, into the uh the, the dressing area and just starts pulling stuff out of Nick's uh, luggage and dresses, puts on the je- the pants, the shirt, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> so, and, and they're standing there the whole time saying, he used to do this all the time in Japan, too. So, there there was no consequence to this. Yeah. Unlike the, the pay-per-view, or premium live event this week.
1: Yeah. Uh, before we get to the premium live event this week, on Dynamite,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we did get the announcement of Walk! no, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Blood and guts. Yeah. Um
0: great. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's going to be BCC versus the Elite. It's BCC versus the Elite, which we've seen before mm-hmm. in Blood and Guts. And it's on a Random Dynamite. Yeah. <sighs> that that is a match to me. That needs to be on a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. That needs to be the, oh, my God, this is the draw reason you buy this pay-per-view. Not just on a random Wednesday night.
1: Yeah. And Tony Khan still has not announced any streaming deals yeah. for his company. So, you know, he just wants to die in obscurity, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I've got I, I have friends that watch wrestling. uh, And the comments are... I can't watch AEW. I don't have a TV service. So I can't watch it on TBS or TNT. And it's not on Hulu. It's not on any of the streaming platforms. Yeah. How am I supposed to watch it? I realize that the cons own AEW. Mm -hmm.
1: But if I'm an investor looking to spend money in AEW, my first question to Tony Khan is, why haven't you have gotten a streaming deal? Is it due to incompetence, or are you just bad?
0: Yeah, well, is it you know. incompetence, or is it uh, not understanding the, the nature of entertainment at this point? Which is just as bad. Yeah, because you just signed, from what I understand, you just signed this great deal with Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Who own <laughs> Max? Yeah. Why was the streaming on that platform not included with that? Like Max has two tiers. It's got a nine ninety nine tier and a fourteen ninety nine tier. The only difference is the fourteen ninety nine tier does not have ads. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that's a a legacy AT and T cell phone or internet or any of that kind of stuff, you get it for free with your your accounts. Cool. That's legacy though. Any any new customers aren't getting that. So Max needs subscribers that are actual subscribers. Mm-hmm. Why would you not position wrestling? Because everybody loves to publicly say they don't like wrestling. Damn it the numbers that wrestling does. Right. Both WWE, AEW, the shows, you know, a lot of people watch this stuff. Yeah. And if AEW would announce, hey, we're going to be streaming exclusively on Max, you got to be on the 1499 plan. Or you could do Dynamite and Rampage and Collision will be on the 999 plan. But if you do the 1499 plan, you'll get uh the pay per views as well. Or even if they added another tier on top and said, you know, nine ninety nine playing gets you the the T V stuff, or you can pay the nineteen ninety nine a month mm-hmm. and you'll get our pay per views as well, you would probably be surprised at the amount of people that would pay nineteen ninety nine a month.
1: To get all of to get all to get that. all of Max and and Discovery yeah. everything they have to offer, and you're telling me that I'm gonna get all of AEW's shows and pay per views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can deal with 19 Even if
0: I was one of those, I, I signed up for the nine ninety nine a month plan, and then the month of the pay-per-view was going to be there, I bumped it to the 19 mm-hmm. and then dropped it. So yeah. I paid $10 for the pay-per-view, as opposed to I mean, 50
1: I just killed my Netflix subscription because of their wanting to play games.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know,
1: I, I could, could divert that money to Max if only they,
0: you know. had what you wanted. Yeah.
1: Now, I say that saying I already have a Max account. Right. But... You know, like, I now could divert more money to them yeah. if they were well, you going could go to. to the
0: higher. you could go to the higher yeah. thing you needed to.
1: But, hey, what do we know? We're just the consumers that are getting screwed making money for billionaires.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Speaking of billionaires, should we talk about WWE? Good transition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some WWE news. Uh, Vince has been meddling more and more in creative And one of the complaints I saw is that Vince doesn't understand the long-term creative. So he thinks that he's making shows better while destroying the long-term story building. Yeah. Uh, So that's the thing that's happening. And as this merger with Endeavor coalesces, they're expecting more and more meddling from Vince and creative.
0: I feel like it's just going to get worse and worse and worse.
1: Yeah, it is. Because Vince is going to force Triple H out. And I don't even think it's malicious. I think Vince is just convinced that he knows better. I know this business better than anybody. and Which may have been true in, you know, 1980. Yeah. But in 2023 is is incorrect.
0: Well, the thing is, Vince had to be dragging, kicking, drug kicking and screaming into the Attitude Era. Yeah. He was getting just demolished and had to make those changes because of the era that we were in. But he loves to take credit for the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. If
1: Tony Khan was even somewhat Mm
0: -hmm.
1: competent as a booker, WWE would be in trouble.
0: Oh, for sure. Well, just think back to the original... Like when AEW first launched. Yeah, I know that a lot of that was the shiny new coat on, hey, this is a new thing. Uh but if you think back to that, think about the difference between how AEW Dynamite originally was versus mm-hmm. WWE. And we you know, everybody was like, Oh my god, Dynamite is such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Tony's kind of fallen into repetition. Mm-hmm. He's kind of falling into laziness. Like Brady and I were discussing that yesterday. Tony Khan is a lazy booker. He is. Um, Because in my mind, even his long-term storytelling is lazy. And his short-term storytelling is absolutely the laziest way of booking because it is the, I challenge you. Okay, we're going to have a match. I win. I challenge you. There's no story in any of these. Like, love Orange Cassidy. Love what he's doing with the, intercont- with the international title. Yeah. But there's no story involved with that other than the fact that Orange Cassidy is the champion that shouldn't be, basically. People walk up and he's just like, cool, we'll fight next week for the title. Okay. <laughs> there's no story. There's no feud. There's no nothing there. Then he goes out and they put on a banger match. And then backstage... The next person walks up. Yep. You know. Compare that with as much as we talked about Cody Island for a while, compare that out with like what Cody was doing. At least with what Cody was doing with the TNT title, he was putting over people. Granted, this was in well, I don't necessarily want to say putting over. Yeah. He was making people known in the in the pandemic era, you know. We got Ricky Starks because of that. We got We, we got, got Ricky Eddie Starks. Kingston because Eddie of Eddie Kingston.
1: Uh, Warhorse had People, an opportunity Warhorse to. Warhorse got his know.
0: name put out there. Um, So, there was something going on there. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I feel like Tony's booking is just not great.
1: Tony has too much on his plate. You know. And he wants to, to be the, the billionaire wonder kid. Mm-hmm. And he, he's got too much between what he's doing for the football team, the soccer team. Right. I should have said the football team and the football team. Right. But, you know, for what he's doing for the sports teams and trying to run AEW and trying to run NWA or not NWA, uh, ROH. Like
0: putting. Crap, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, putting aside my hatred for CM Punk, Mm -hmm. currently, Collision hasn't been bad, but Brian Danielson has been kind of directing creative on Collision. Yeah, if Punk wasn't there, I think Collision would be probably my favorite show. But yeah, we've now beat up. AEW for a while. I think we we have gotten our name off the list of being AEW marks or fanboys or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll we'll so talk, talk about, about money in the let's bank. Let's talk
1: about money in the bank. So we start the show off with uh the men's money in the bank ladder match. We have Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, yeah, yeah. Uh Santos Escobar, Butch and Damien Damien Priest and Logan Paul. Of course, Logan Paul gets booed because Logan Paul is worthy of being booed. Yeah, like, terribly if, human. If you see Logan Paul out on the street, you should just start booing the dude. Yeah. Um, either that or completely ignore his existence. Terribly and, human. Uh, if you happen to have cell phone and camera jammers,
0: turn them on in his presence. Continues to be even worse of a dude with the whole crypto scam that he's got running. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... Logan Paul kind of starts out strong,
1: gets beat down by everybody. Mm -hmm. You have some back and forth. Like I said earlier, Shinsuke Nakamura goes to start fighting L.A. Knight, and Shinsuke Nakamura gets booed. Yeah. Uh, So L.A. Knight is over as can be. L.A. Knight gets the ladder set up in the ring, starts climbing, looks like he's going to win the match. Damian Priest shows up, throws him off. Climbs up the ladder and takes the briefcase for himself. So, your winner and probable next champion,
0: uh-huh. Damian Priest. Yep. Which, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Because they've already been teasing this tension mm. in uh, uh, Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. For some reason, my brain was thinking Dark Order, and I'm like, no, that's not it. Same color scheme. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They've already been teasing the tension between Priest and Finn. Yeah. Finn couldn't get the job done to beat Seth. Now Priest has the briefcase. Mm -hmm. He can cash in whenever he wants. Yep. Like, there was a part of me that thought that maybe what they would do is Finn and Seth were gonna have this brutal match. Finn was somehow gonna get the win, and then Priest was gonna cash in on him. Uh and then here's a uh, here's Finn Balor with his his second World Heavyweight Title run. Yeah, of less than a day. <laughs> So would have made a great story. And I guarantee you,
1: they considered it. Yeah. Uh, we have the women's tag team championship, Rhonda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, after a lot of uh, strong, sh- a strong showing from Rhonda and Shayna, Shayna leaves Ronda alone in the ring,
0: walks up the ramp. No, sir. No, she does not. Okay. Shayna choked out Rhonda. Oh. In the center of the ring, then walked out. So she left her alone in the ring. Yeah, which <laughs> which let uh, Raquel hit the Tejana bomb and Liv hit uh, Oblivion. Yeah. Let's get the pin. Uh, now, there was one thing that I, I got to so mention Liv, on this map. Liv
1: and Raquel, and I'll let you mention it, yeah. but Liv and Raquel are your new... Women's Tag Team Champions.
0: Which, I mean, they never lost the the belts. They were stripped because Liv was hurt and they thought she was going to be out a whole lot longer than she was. So, there you go. Um, So, nerd time, right? Shayna Baszler. Welcome to nerd and wrestling. (laughs) Right. So, Shayna Baszler is a huge Warhammer fan. She said it a bunch of times. A lot of her gear has some kind of Warhammer theme to it. It's come out as a bunch of the different Space Marine chapters and Chaos chapters and all that kind of stuff. Chaos Legions. So, she came out here, this is they're in England. And the gear she was wearing at first, I was like, "What is she? What is that gear?" Then it finally clicked. So, she is wearing gear inspired by the Sons of Horus chapter which turned on the emperor of man and created the whole horus heresy good versus evil in the warhammer 40k universe so for the 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 20 people <laughs> that realized that very good foreshadowing yeah of of gear and then the turn and it's like <gasps> Look what happened.
1: Well remember, there is a lot of crossover in professional wrestling and the gaming community.
0: Yeah. Now at least for sure.
1: Now. We're we're talking now. Yeah. So I would say there was at least thirty people that knew that. Probably.
0: Uh I mean, you know, there's been videos on WWE's channel with uh, Shayna and Cesaro going to Warhammer World last time they were in England. Uh Shayna and Woods on Up Up Down Down went to a random game store in the town they were in, and, Mm -hmm. like, she is fangirling all over the place about these different space marines and these people and these Eldar and this and that and the other, and Woods is like, how do you keep up with all of this? (laughs) You know, she's like, we're going to get you an army, and we're going to play, you know, all that kind of stuff. So so I thought it was kind of cool.
1: Woods, buy yourself an army off of eBay that is already put together (laughs) and painted, putting... Building the armies, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It just isn't. It's not. Or better yet, don't give Games Workshop your money and find somebody that uh, will uh, 3D print it it for you. (laughs) Because Games Workshop doesn't deserve your money. Uh, We have Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. Uh, There's a lot of back and forth. You had... um, uh, Rhea getting involved. End of the match, Cody Rhodes catches Mysterio and hits him with the crossroads for the win.
0: As you would expect.
1: Yeah. John Cena shows up
0: mm-hmm.
1: and puts over the London crowd, says he wants to have a WrestleMania in London. And then, uh, is it Grayson Lawler or um, Grayson,
0: Grayson Waller? Waller.
1: Uh, Interrupts him and makes fun of the idea of a WrestleMania being in London and says it should be in Australia, which is honestly even funnier. Mm -hmm. Um, At least in London, it's only like a slight tape delay. Right. In Australia,
0: it's a day behind. You want to watch your pay per view, your Sunday pay per view, Friday at 1 a.m.? Let's go. Yeah.
1: Uh, The end of it shows John Cena putting the FU on uh, Grayson Waller. And it was the attitude adjustment, but come on. Yeah. The FU is a much better name than attitude adjustment.
0: The uh, One of the funny parts here is I saw a couple of news points that Triple H has basically said, yeah, London's not getting a, a, a WrestleMania anytime soon. I get it. Um, like, uh,
1: Should London host one? Probably. Yeah. But... From a logistics standpoint and where WWE makes most of the money is mm-hmm. North America. Yeah. And and wrestling your pay per view six hours ahead of
0: well, North America. Even that, Mania is a week long event now. So there are more people in America that would be willing to say, ah, eh, I'll drive six hours or or drive ten. You know, get a four hour flight to go to Mania in Colorado or something. Yeah. No. Versus ones that would be like, oh, I got to get on a 10-hour flight to fly to England. Spend a week in a foreign country where I got to get mm-hmm. a passport and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to skip this one. Pass. And while, yeah, it would be cool for a lot of the people in England to be able to do that, population-wise just doesn't make business sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Now you want to put
1: a you want to put a WrestleMania in look, Vancouver, Toronto.
0: Yeah, the, I, I, we can America. make an argument
1: for that. Yes, you still have the the passport issues, but it's still North America. But it's still North America. It's still an easy
0: trip for the vast majority of your audience. And the thing is like look at the look at the numbers money in the bank did. Cuz it did a very healthy gate. Look at what, uh, you know, All In has already put up as their gate. Yeah. That's really good. From everything I've ever read, the the UK tours and the Europe tours do very well. I don't think it would be great for a one of the big four. Ha- have Clash at the Castle again. That was cool. Yeah.
1: Do money a random the
0: Money in the Bank are.
1: An you know, elimination chamber yeah. or a uh, extreme rules, any of those. I would even. You know what? No, King Great American Ring. Bash, King of the Ring, Great American Bash, just because. No, I, no, but uh, like a King of the Ring dude, would be good. King of the Ring good. over there, you know, and yeah, there's there's shows that they can do over there that are going to do well, that aren't a big four. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We have Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey. Eo and Trish Stratus. Uh Stratus and Stark jump lynch as they're making the entrance. You have your fight go back and forth. Uh
0: it ends with Eosky winning money in the bank. Yeah, she handcuffs Bailey to Becky. Because both of them were trying to climb the ladder, and at some point early in the match, uh there was an attempt to handcuff Bailey or handcuff Becky to the ropes by uh, Zoe. Mm-hmm. It didn't succeed, but then toward at the end of the match, EO handcuffed Bailey and Becky together through so the ladder, through the ladder, so they couldn't climb the ladder, and then EO climbed over Bailey and grabbed the briefcase. So that's pretty much going to be the the dissolution of Damage Control, uh, I would think.
1: Yeah. Uh, we have the World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor, as you stated earlier. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor wasn't able to get the job done. Seth Rollins defeated Finn to retain the title.
0: And Priest did tease, turning it into a triple threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came down with the the briefcase. He teased it, but he didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time, though, in, in several, several years now that the women's money in the bank didn't immediately cash in on the show. Uh, and...
1: I think they gotta tell the the disillusion of yeah, they uh, got a story to do with it. Uh, of whatever they're calling themselves. Damage control. Thank you. Um Yeah, they have a story that they can
0: do with it. Yeah, they have in, to in they the have to end it, damage control
1: and then they can have Eo either lose to Asuka or beat oh, Asuka. I'm all for seeing Eo versus Asuka. I think that'll be really good. Oh yeah. Those two women going at it would be amazing. Especially if they bring in um What's her face? Um Kyrie? Yeah. If they bring Kyrie back, which is rumored that she's interested in coming back. That could be an interesting could be awesome. You know, just side story going on there. Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus the Usos. Mm-hmm. Bloodline Civil War. Now on SmackDown. The Usos said that neither one of them want to be the tribal chief. And they don't think that Roman should be the tribal chief. Yep. And they said there's one person that they would put their uh, their support behind for tribal chief. And it's Paul Heyman. No, uh <laughs> solo Sokoa. Yep. Which Roman started laughing at, and Sokoa was like, Hold up. Are you you saying I can't like he didn't say this, but you know, he had the look. Mm-hmm. And Roman's like, Man, shut up. Don't do this. They get into a brawl on SmackDown. We get to the match. Lots of back and forth going on here. Some low blows. Ref gets knocked out. 1D gets hit. The ref's out, so there's no pin fall. You end up for the first time in three years, Roman Reigns gets pinned. By Jay Uso.
0: Yep. One, two, three. Like I knew going into this that Solo and Roman were probably going to lose. They had to. They had to. They
1: for any story here to make sense, they had to lose.
0: I figured Solo was definitely eating that pin. Like ninety nine percent sure Solo was taking the pin. It was probably going to be Roman was going to spear Jay. Jay gets out of the way. Roman Spears solo. Jimmy throws Roman out of the ring. Jay pins solo. One, two, three is what I figured was going to happen. Maybe a
1: quick one D onto solo follow, you know, before the pen, something
0: to tease more dissension from solo and Roman. Uh, so that at the, the end of this story, we end up with Roman by himself. Yeah. Um, that's what I figured something like that would go through. Keeps Roman strong, you know, that kind of stuff. But nah, man, he got pinned. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. He got pinned,
1: and that's exactly what needed to happen. Now, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Betting odds, yeah. I would have this, uh, oh, I would have put money that Solo was taking. thousand this percent,
0: pin. this is what had to happen for the story. But mm-hmm. this is what has shocked.
1: to happen for the story, because we are now telling the story of Roman's fall. And that's what we've kind of been telling since Mania. Mm -hmm. And for that story to work, Roman's got to start losing a little bit here and there. Exactly. So, is Jay going to take the belt off Roman? No. I doubt it. It's not. I I don't think it's going to happen. But are the Usos going to come out on top in this feud? Yeah. I think so. And then we're going to see Solo turn his back on Roman. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have Roman wandering alone while still maintaining his title. Probably as he becomes more of a cowardly type heel.
0: Um, I could see that. I could see it becoming that, you know, almost that... Uh, I don't necessarily want to call it a cowardly heel. I'd rather call it... A desperate heel. A desperate heel. Yeah. Like, I could see him... Quickly falling into that. I have nobody backing me up now, so I'm refusing challenges. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. All right, cool. You're forcing me to have this match. Great. Bell rings. Roll out of the ring. Count. Take the 10 count and walk off. Yeah. You know. Get to keep my belt. I think you know? the,
1: the rumor is, is that they're leading to Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania again. Probably. To have Cody win there.
0: And honestly much as i hate it that probably wouldn't be terrible yeah like i don't like don't get me wrong i don't like the idea of roman holding this belt for another nine months basically yeah um but if he holds it that long he will be right behind Backlund. i think I think yeah. he'll be number three. I
1: think he's number four right now, number he's four. Number five. four
0: right now. So or he's he's either number four now or he's number five, but by SummerSlam he'll be number four type thing. He's yeah. either he's either super, super, super close to it or he has already gotten it. Yeah. Um I and don't I think they'll push him to Backland Cause I think Backland was like five or six years. Yeah. five years and San Martino's like eight. Sam Martino's
1: definitely. on the list twice. So he's def- Let's just say, right. Sam Martino's so on the list twice definitely in two of the top five far. positions. So He's definitely not going that far. Uh, uh, now, I skipped over one match, and I'm going to pretend like I didn't do it accidentally and I did it intentionally, <laughs> um, but no, I, I skipped over one match. We had uh, the Intercontinental Championship, Gunther versus Matt Riddle. Yeah. You had a lot of back and forth here, of course, Gunther comes out strong, stay strong because he's 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 Walter. Yeah, that's just how it works.
0: There was a big surprise here, though. There
1: was. So af, after Gunther defeats Riddle, out comes Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. to a pop from the London crowd because sure. he's Drew McIntyre, even though he's in, Scottish. In, he's, in
0: WWE parlance, that's his hometown.
1: Yeah. I mean isn't great doesn't great Britain like fit into the the whole of New England right might as well be so,
0: <laughs> Yeah the, it's it's always been funny to me that any any British, Scottish or Irish wrestler is considered in their hometown if they're anywhere in the Isles yeah
1: So Drew McIntyre comes out lays out Gunter with a uh Claymore, after he gave Gunther a Glasgow kiss, yeah, which that's a headbutt.
0: We have to name everything. Well, it's a signature move, of course yeah. it gets name.
1: So, Gunther gets laid out. McIntyre poses in the ring with the icy title. I'd be down for that. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a great, a great feud, a great fight. Uh, this time, without the presence of Sheamus constantly being
0: there to get in the right. way. Which. I want Sheamus to win the IC title at least once before his career is over. Me too. It's the only belt he hasn't won. Me too. Or main title, I guess I should say, that he hasn't won. So
1: That's a lie. He hasn't won, well, he hasn't won the either of the now. new heavyweight titles. Right. Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I'm with you there. He needs, uh, he deserves, not needs, he deserves to hold the IC title. He deserves to, to it's call it's himself briefly. a Grand
0: Slam champion because he's been around forever.
1: Even if only briefly, let yeah. the man win the IC title.
0: You could I'm not a fan of hot potatoing belts, but you could have Drew win off of Gunther. Then Seamus challenges him. Seamus wins, holds the belt for a month, and then Drew beats him and gets it back even. Yeah. But that is your show. Yeah. Um well. overall, Money in the Bank was a good show. Uh, I thought it was it was one of the best ones that WWE's put on in a while. Yeah. The crowd was into it. You know, that is one benefit, I guess, of the overseas shows like that. They don't get them very often. So the crowd was in it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, LA Night, man, that pop yeah. for for, talk to you. <laughs> for essentially Thank you, Brady. <laughs> For essentially what's a mid-carter? Yeah. Cause that's that's kind of what he is in WWE right now. Like I don't wanna I don't want that to sound terrible, but LA Knight's a mid-carter at the mm-hmm. moment. Could he be a world champion? Absolutely. But he's booked as a mid-carter. Yeah. So but to get that kind of response, yeah.
1: He is going to be involved in the title picture here soon.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple H had said something about being patient, that yeah. it's coming type thing. So Triple
1: H recognizes it, and Triple H is for a long time he's wanted to play the long game. Yeah, uh,
0: um, they've made now, some comments about La Knight on his age because the dude's in his forties. Yeah, he's like he's he's AJ Styles' age. Even uh, he said, you know, when I
1: got called up. They really liked what I was doing, and then somebody found out I was 40. Right. And that's when they decided to make me a manager. Yeah. WWE has never liked older performers.
0: Unless they're WWE grown.
1: Yeah, but they've never liked to, to debut older professional wrestlers, and that's fine. I understand where they're coming from, but also the guys who are at the peak of their game in professional wrestling right now are not your early to mid-30s guys like it was 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, well... They're
1: the guys who are in their
0: mid-30s to mid-40s. WWE works a a safer style now, for Mm. the most part. Medical technology has come a long way. Yeah. And most of the wrestlers, I would be willing to bet, aren't killing themselves with steroids, cocaine, and pain Well, Pain pills. I said most. Some of them probably did. But is, even but if we talk about steroids,
1: steroids now are not the same steroids that yeah. Hulk Hogan was taking in the
0: 80s. Right. They're
1: so, they're much better understood. And
0: I'm not going to say that they're safe. To, well, they're not, but, but they're, they're safer. But they're safer. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a completely different world in wrestling. So mm-hmm. that 40-year-old who is taking care of themselves they're not working the 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 630 splash off the balcony style ricochet can sting <laughs> sting right <laughs> can survive into their 40s as a still being able to go yeah uh, speaking of sting real quick we didn't mention it because we didn't really talk about dynamite but good Lord why, who thought that was a good idea apparently sting did because he did it. They set up a double table outside the ring. Sammy Guevara was on it. The Darby set up a ladder inside the ring and was going to climb up and jump off of it. Sting stopped him. And then Sting climbed up the ladder to do a stinger splash. And uh, when he did the climb, all of us sitting in this room went, that table's way too far away. Sting jumped anyway, busted open his mouth, Mm -hmm. and nearly broke a tooth out. Busted lip and loose tooth. Uh, Lots of blood. Lots
1: of blood. But he did manage to finish the match because Daniel Bryan has set a horrific precedent Mm -hmm. for the young professional wrestlers in AEW.
0: Well, I mean, look at Cody. Last year. Mm -hmm. Last year, right? Uh, Wrestling with the Dorn Peck.
1: Cody and Daniel Bryan are working very hard to destroy all of the progress that has been made in professional wrestler safety over the last 20 years.
0: And, like, there's part of me as a fan that sits there and's like, look at the muscle through that. That's awesome. But the majority of me is like, you just took years off your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Cody and what he did, right? Because Cody's still got years left. Yeah. Sting doesn't really have years left. Yeah, <laughs> no, Sting, Sting is, uh, from all indications, Sting
1: is on his farewell tour. Yeah. So he's having fun, and if he wants to do stupid stuff, yeah, do stupid stuff. I, but
0: let's not kill him before his right. time. Danielson has said that he's he's winding down his career. Uh, you know, kind of one of those. I was thankful I got to come back. I'm, I'm thankful I'm going to get to go out on my terms. Uh, but wrestling with a broken forearm like that, probably not a good way to, to continue <laughs> that career. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah. I just wanted Anything to mention else? that since we mentioned Sting. Yeah. Because good lord. Anything else? Nothing I can think of. Yeah.
1: Well. We want to say a big thank you to our friends here at McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi.
0: Thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Rick. Yeah.
1: They, uh, if you are interested in games, then uh, come check them out. They have all of the board games, card games, tabletop RPGs. If you want it, they have it or they can get it. Yeah. Uh, I bought more dice because I'm a dice goblin. And, you know, so, yeah, come check them out. Pick up something play it, have fun. If you're curious about how a game works, they have an entire wall of open games that you can pull down and sit down with your friends and play. Or if you don't know how to play it, there's somebody up here that would love to sit down and play that game with you.
0: Unless it's Monopoly. Probably not going to find that. Sorry. Bring your family. If you want to play Monopoly, (laughs) at least it'll be entertaining for the rest of us. and, And while you're here in town, go buy big dog liquor. Get yourself a bottle of something tasty. Grab yourself a bottle of Maker's Mark. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Maker's Mark. Can't go wrong with it. Um, you know, if you're a military or a senior citizen, then you can get a five percent discount on your purchases. And if you go in on Wednesday, comes a ten percent discount. If you buy, if you're a wine person, so hey, you want to drink a lot of wine? Order by the case. Get a discount on that too.
1: And now that you're done listening to us and you need something else to feel, fill your ear holes, check out our friends over at travelers on the omnibus. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture, and they have lots of different things that they talk about. They don't just talk about whiskey and wrestling. It's it's the weirdest thing I've ever, you know, like it's odd, but no, uh, are you interested in games? They talk about games. Are you interested in movies? They talk about movies. Are you interested in music? They talk about music. Give them a listen. I guarantee you're going to to enjoy it. It's going
0: to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, one of the travelers, Jody, uh, he has his own show called Furology, where he talks about his personal relationship with horror movies. and New, old, doesn't matter. He puts them up on his own channel. So uh, give that a listen as well. Yeah. And if movies are your thing and television is your thing,
1: check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They talk about movies and bingeable TV shows. So... Give them a listen. They also have a live stream on YouTube, so check that out as well.
0: Yeah. So, with all of that said, barring anything pressing coming up, um, like us losing fingers on the fourth, uh, so I'll tell everybody have a happy Fourth of July on Tuesday, and don't stick don't, your head over the uh, the cannons. Yeah. Don't don't lose your fingers for the for the statistically probable one person in our audience that will not make it to Wednesday with all ten fingers. Uh cheers. Cheers.